All right, good morning or good afternoon, everybody. Today is Monday, June the 14th, 2021. And a lot of you might be saying, whoa, Dave, different background. What's going on, right? So doing a little bit of traveling. I will tell you all with that being said, though, I am not going to make the same mistake that I made a handful of weeks ago. So this time around, I literally brought the studio with me. So we will not be missing a beat of anything. Now, the reason why there was no Unleash the Kraken episode since I think last Wednesday or Thursday was because... I looked at the news and I got to tell you folks, it was again, same thing that happened about a month, month and a half ago. It was just so negative. There was, I mean, it was all just murders, bombings, things like that. I, I felt like it wasn't even necessary to report. It's just more negative crap going on. However, what I want to talk about today and of course for the rest of this week will probably more than likely be uh, very significant relating to a lot of things and important to know, but also will connect to members episodes, public episodes, the whole thing. So let's jump right into it. So first off, uh, by Biden confused Syria with Libya three times. Now, look, I don't care. I'm going to just give my personal opinion. I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat. When you have someone in that particular position, you know, allegedly the leader of the free world, we can argue that, but that's a different conversation. When you have someone like that constantly stuttering, I, I initially I had said, you know, just to be totally unbiased and to take politics out of it, you know, if he assembled the right team and he's got the right intelligence team and, you know, all that, they'll do the thinking for him. I think I've mentioned this before, but it's too, it's too blatant now, honestly. Forget even the optics. Forget how it looks publicly how is he going to stand up to putin and I'm, I'm being completely serious how the hell is he going to stand up to putin um or just in general in that case right with that being said we also have to understand that the real power play moves also go on on the back end of things as well right it's not just what we see in front of the cameras that's probably not even five percent of the conversation however i mean come on you have someone who confused um uh, syria with libya three times once okay twice meh but three times really right the the next thing is that a quiet place Two, the movie has hit a uh, hundred million dollars at the box office now why am i um, reporting this specifically the reason i'm reporting this guys is because there was a big panic that you know everybody thought it's uh, the movie theater thing the whole experience of going to the theaters is is all done and over with you got amazon prime you got netflix hbo max you now have movies coming out you know the same day or the same month as they do in theaters some people would rather pay a little bit of extra money to watch it at home I personally like going to the movies, to be honest. I like the experience. I like, you know, going out for a bite to eat and then going to watch a movie. But at the same time, it goes to show, ultimately, that the movie business in terms of that full-on experience of going to a theater is not dead. At least not yet. I'm not banking on it dying, but, I mean, there's been a lot of speculation, right? And also, I did watch A Quiet Place too. In my humble opinion, very good movie. I wish they had made it longer, though, to be honest. The next thing is that... Angela Merkel is leaving the international stage, who's the Chancellor of Germany, and now Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, is apparently the most senior member at the G7 uh, summit meetings and all that, but I don't think he'll be viewed the same way that Merkel was, because she was the senior member who sort of took charge at G7. I'll be honest, as a Canadian, knowing Trudeau and knowing, you know, his, his moves and internal tactics and things like that, I don't... Honestly, I don't see Trudeau taking charge in that way. And if he does, then I guess, you know, good for him. But I don't see him having that kind of pull. And, and again, it comes down to this. It goes past conversation at these types of meetings, right? When it comes down to negotiation and things like that, it comes down to what can your country levy and offer? Canada can only offer to do business with, a, you know, with them, if you will. I don't think Canadian intelligence holds leverage over other countries the same way that the CIA or the Mossad does, right? So I, I think that's what it comes down to. Intelligence, again, all about gaining leverage for things like the NATO summit, the G7, all, all that kind of stuff, right? And Edward Snowden even had said that himself as well, too. So it's not like that's a, a secret, if you will. 
The next thing is that a chemical or chem tool plant in Rockton, Illinois exploded and evacuations are happening as I'm recording this, um, as I speak. Again, who knows if it was, there's a lot of speculation that these explosions going off across these plants, particularly in the West and in some cases Europe, are the result of cyber attacks or intelligence operations uh, through, via the result of asymmetrical warfare tactics. So again, it's a little bit difficult to say, but I would keep our eye on the ball on that one. The next thing is that NATO is planning to call out China's behavior as systemic challenge. Again, I, I don't like... This is what I'm saying when they say these things. What does this even mean? It's sort of like when countries say, okay, we're putting you on notice. Okay, are you going to drop sanctions or are you just going to say like, oh, we're watching you? Like, you know what I mean? I feel like this is all, people don't fall for this crap anymore. Um, China then countered back by accusing the G7 of manipulation and slander. But again, this is just going to keep going back and forth. We could arguably say that both sides are at fault here with regards to if we're talking about COVID or things like that. But obviously, tensions are not good. But China is also, I think, in my humble opinion, the CCP is taking it on the chin a little bit because they know they kind of have to. With that being said, though, I'm not an expert. I'm sure that's not exactly what's happening there. Obviously, in many other areas, they're trying to do things to infiltrate uh, economies, societies, and you name it, right? The, uh, the next thing is that uh, many believe, so Netanyahu is officially out as prime minister. Uh, I think I may have reported that a tad too early, but it was pretty predictable, unless there was some last minute political play that he would have been able to make. Um, but many believe that Netanyahu will be back in about one to two years from now, because here's the thing, and I, I'll mention this very quickly for those who didn't hear the Kraken episode from a couple weeks back. Israeli politics does not work like Western politics does. You know, if you lose an election, you're pushed metaphorically to the far reaches of politics. Israeli politics is um, is interesting because when you lose an election or if you lose, you know, your prime minister and you lose, you still are generally speaking in the Knesset, which is their their parliament, if you will. They're still the, I guess you could say, uh, leader of the opposition and they still have the ability to bounce back. And it's interesting because I think a lot of good examples could be taken from Israeli politics in one particular regard. And I'm not trying to say... Uh, you know, because it's Israel, this this could have been freaking Colombia, you know, this could have been a country in Africa, I don't care. I think the system, though, like some other countries have, is far less divisive when it comes to politics. And maybe I'm st I, could be, uh, I could be incorrect in a lot of ways, I'm sure they attack each other politically, but I mean, look, folks, at least from an external point of view, I will tell you, I don't see the same type of back and forth in, in Israel um, or in countries like New Zealand or what have you politically that I do see in the West, where it's getting personal, it becomes a culture thing, and then everyone's focusing inward instead of focusing outward, which in my opinion should really be the focus, so it's... um. It's honestly hard. It, it's hard to say, right? Uh, the next thing is that Iran says it has a broad agreement with the U.S. Uh, with regards to lifting sanctions because the U.S. recently slapped some pretty heavy sanctions on them um, that did a pretty, uh, a pretty big financial burden to their to to the government of Iran's wallet, if you will. And so, again, we'll see what happens. They they can talk all they want, out, uh, you know whether it's true or, or out of their ass again not just iran but in general they could talk all they want publicly but if nothing comes to fruition in in legitimacy then what's the point right the next thing is that okay here we go again elon musk tweeted that tesla may accept um uh, bitcoin again uh and then all of a sudden the price surged yeah so again i'm not trying to even lean anyone's opinion with regards to crypto in one way or another but interesting isn't it right like i mean again he's tweeting and then boom up down up down so uh, the next thing is that the state of Texas is going to build a wall of their own on the Texas-Mexico border. Look, 
putting all politics aside, my humble perspective, if they want to do it, let them do it. One of the great things about the states is that if you don't like a particular state, you can always move to another one and things like that. I know it's not as black and white as that in some cases, but, you know, the, the options are there, not just for, you know, this wall or what have you, but for taxes, for many other things. I've mentioned this many times before. And so if they if the people are for it or the vast majority of people are for it again, then then so be it. Right. Um, the next thing, now again, sorry, if I'm missing context about what this wall could do in terms of problematic issues, then please let me know, but I don't, I haven't, I haven't read anything yet that could cause such an issue, but, um, the next thing is that headaches and runny nose are linked to the Delta variant of the virus. Okay, I'm not, I'm not touching that, we're moving on. Uh, the next thing, and that's no disrespect to any of those whose family members may have caught COVID, you know, uh, um, and things like this, uh, allegedly, or what have you, it's just, I'm, I'm still very iffy, so, uh, the next thing is that China, uh, sorry, Joe Lowe, uh, which I don't even, I think some of you know who that, I hope some of you know who that is, because I don't know who that is. Uh, Joe Lowe is tied into some scheme involving Trump that's now being investigated. Again, as I always say, if there's something there, then there's something there. If, um, if people like Trump happen to get away with these investigations, because again, he's the former president, or because, you know, for, for example, there's, uh, you know, money could buy your way out of things. It's, it's very well known that the, that the legal system in general in Europe and in the West could be gamed very well if you have money compared to someone who doesn't. So again, it is circumstantial, but you know, there's, is, if there's something that uh, Trump is guilty of, and this guy, Joe Lowe is guilty of, then we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's true. Um, the next thing is that there's footage that proves that bats were kept in a Wuhan lab. This is according, I believe, the initial outlet that broke the story was Sky News Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they were kept in a Wuhan lab, and scientists were also filmed uh, handling the bats, but also being bitten by the bats. Now, allegedly, there was a uh, an outbreak of the actual bats flying around at around the same time that COVID started spreading. So, I mean, again, we were called conspiracy theorists a year ago, and then all of a sudden, now it's very possible, right? So... Now, this is interesting, folks. I wanted to cover this. The journalist who broke the Bill Clinton Loretta Lynch story back in 2016 about how Bill Clinton pulled up in his private jet and Loretta Lynch, the former head of, I think it was the uh, the Department of Justice, or at the time, the Department of Justice, I think, uh, pulled up onto the tarmac and wanted to have a conversation with Loretta Lynch on the, on the tarmac of the airport. And again, no one knew, no one said what they talked about. And, and a lot of people will say, you know, oh, Dave, if you're going to call that out, you have to call out, you know, the Don Jr. meeting with the Russians or what have you. Listen, I'll call both sides out. We don't know what was said in either of those meetings. However, there's a difference. There, the one person who reported, the journalist who broke the story on the Clinton Loretta Lynch tarmac has now committed suicide. Okay. I don't want to disrespect his, 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 um, his life or disrespect him if he actually was suicidal. With that being said, the journalist who covered the Don Jr. Russia story, uh, meeting with the Russians, no one's quote unquote committed suicide at that point or yet. I mean, I hope nobody does, but you know what I'm saying here? Let's call reality like it is. So again, we still don't know what they talked about. Bill Clinton, uh, technically, was it unethical? Absolutely. If Bill Clinton was put in front of an ethics board, th th that would be like the least of his problems. But I'll tell you right now. But I mean, honestly, folks, I don't I don't know what to say from that. Um, again, it's it'll never if it was them, if it was the Clintons, it'll never tie back to them. 
but the amount of people that have had mental health or suicidal issues while they were serving, while they were serving under the Clinton administration and even afterwards doing work with the Clinton Foundation, I think the number is literally close to 100. It's in the triple digits of people who not died in car crashes or things like that, all of them. Suicide, suicide, suicide. So either some of them were suicided by the Clintons or the Clintons literally, um, or the people working with the Clintons didn't realize how, I guess, corrupt or how depraved they got their 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 nose into their business in, by associating with the Clintons and they killed themselves. I mean, I, I think both both routes are equally as possible. When you do business with people that you don't realize how depraved they are until afterwards, it, it really takes a toll on your mind, I, I would imagine, right? The, the next thing is that a guy who won $2 million in the lottery roughly 10 years ago in, uh, in Michigan, was his body was found dead uh, floating in, uh, in one of the rivers in Michigan. Look, this could, very simple, I wanted to bring this up because it just goes to show you, um, he won the lottery 10 years ago, who knows, maybe he blew all of it, maybe he went nuts partying, uh, he got a loan from somebody and, you know, said, hey, I'm good for the money, I'm good for the money, and he wasn't, I mean, let's, let's call things like they are, right, I mean, um, I don't think it's a secret that in states like uh, Chicago, Michigan, the, the mob doesn't have to be Italian, could be, you know, the Russians, the, the, the Chinese, what have you. They're, they're all over there, right? I mean, to say that organized crime is dead would be, uh, would be, in my opinion, quite naive. But, you know, these things happen. Now, I'm not saying it was that, but it's interesting. People autom automatically assume that because, you know, people who win the lottery, right? So it, it's hard to say, but... Uh, the next thing is that this is interesting. The UK faces mobile blackouts if Huawei, if the Huawei ban is rushed. Um, but the UK has ruled that the Huawei 5G kit, as they call it, must be removed by 2027 at the latest from the UK. Um, Again, this is the thing. This is the whole thing, uh, the argument of the political and economic spectrum of globalism versus nationalism, right? Globalism, meaning if countries are sharing products and things like that, I mean, it, you could argue that's, that's good in one way, and I see the benefits, but at the same time, this also opens the, uh, the door for, um, again, in this particular case, for intelligence. I mean, I, would, I don't have any proof, but I think very strongly the CCP has infiltrated the Huawei software to, for surveillance purposes, and when China pushes those phones to a market into a country that's not theirs, and now a bunch of people have Huawei phones, and now maybe some, some of them don't want to get rid of their phones, or, you know, this whole thing happens where you can't get these people to remove their phones, even though the country that they're doing it in wants to ban the phones, it cre or the country they're using the phones and wants to ban them, it's a problem it really is and this is i'm not saying nationalism is the answer not by any means but th this is the tough thing right and i do have to say if this was an intelligence operation for the ccp to start up the huawei phones and things like that people will say dave why didn't the cia or the mi6 why didn't they shut it down well again counterintelligence counter surveillance you want to see what they're doing you don't want to give away your hand too quickly saying oh we got sh we got you ccp you know bringing in the huawei phones right away right now, again, folks, I'm going off of an assumption here, but you see what I'm saying, right? When you usher in too many products that do not belong to your respective nation or country, these are one of the many problems. There's great things that come with it, too. Don't get me wrong. But again, these are one of the cons that we're now seeing, right, in, in real time. The next thing is that an Israeli ex-spy who was the head of the Mossad since 2015 up until last week, so basically six years, uh, talked about some stuff that he went through when he was with the Mossad uh, since 1982 or 83, I believe, but obviously nothing specific. But just to give a bit of an idea, he told, I believe it was Al Jazeera or BBC, I'm not sure, or Haaretz, the, the uh, Israeli paper, that um, he had hundreds of passports over his career. Uh, again, you see the point there? Right. Uh, <laughs> so 
you know, different passports and uh, for different identities, things like that. So for people who think that those type of things don't happen, believe me, folks, they happen. <laughs> um, the, the next thing is that the lockdown is uh, the lockdown easing in England is set to be delayed. Again, this is a problem, right? I mean, in terms of people, uh, you know, petitions and things like that, they were lifting the lockdown. Then all of a sudden, oh, no, we got to slow it down. At this point, folks, I got to be honest, it really makes me think, and I think it's a valid question, even though I would probably be censored if I said this on a mainstream media outlet, but how long are these things going to last for? I mean, I, I don't even think I need to even say that on behalf of all of you. I think you're all thinking the same thing. Um, or maybe you're not, but the next thing is that overall shipping disruptions could last all the way until December, obviously because of uh, COVID, and shipping disruptions meaning everything everything, everything. Like, for example, I wanted to start doing some more uh, streaming, playing some games and things like that. A handful of weeks ago, as you all know, I couldn't do that because tried ordering a PlayStation or an Xbox. Good luck getting it from them. They Every time they send out a mass shipment, it sells out super quick. And Sony and Microsoft say, listen, because of COVID, there's going to be so many delays. And that's just for something that I wanted to do to add to the show. Imagine if it was something that people actually need. Not, not a game system. I'm just saying in general, right? So that'll be... Um, That'll be that'll be interesting. Um, the next thing is that let's take a look here. Uh, McDonald's uh, was hit by a customer data breach a couple of days ago. Again, I saw this when it first happened. This is just showing more and more that there is an issue with the infrastructure of a lot of these Western institutions and companies, or it could show that an adversary has really taken an advanced approach to the way in which they infiltrate some of these um, these uh, some of these companies within the West right could it who is it look it's pure speculation we could say is it iran is it china is it russia is it a proxy country um i'm sure it's a bit of everything to be honest with you folks um the uh, next thing is that there was an explosion at a gas station in Russia. Um, and the reason why I bring this up is because you don't hear too much news unless you're actually in Russia, from my understanding. A lot of it is, you know, very um, introverted and kept within Russia, except for when there's a, some big event like this. I guess, you know, they, they report it publicly. But... Um, Again, th who knows what this could have been? Who knows? But uh, I can tell you now from my understanding, if, 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 this is a big if, if Putin addresses it personally, you could take this in, in whatever way you want to. If Putin addresses it personally, I bet you it's not going to happen again. But, and I'm not trying to prop him up, prop him up as some powerful guy. You could also, we could also argue he uses intimidation as a way of, and bullying as a way of making sure those things don't happen again. Whether or not that's good or bad, again, that's a moral, ethical thing. It's not for me to tell you folks, right? The final thing is that um, there was a, a two more things. Sorry, a 2018 video shows a Wuhan lab partner scheming in a presentation on how to make money off of the quote next pandemic end quote. Again, it, I'm not saying that this was this was pre-planned, but there are certain things that indicate that. However, because I have to be careful with what I'm saying, especially since this is going on YouTube. With that being said, too, though, folks, I do also want to say that I believe they pre-planned for all types of scenarios. Now, with that being said, I don't think it's as simple or black and white as that. But again, we see evidence that may suggest, again, I got to be careful. There was some sort of preparation, let's call it. Uh, and the final thing is that the British Home Secretary is pressing for WhatsApp to introduce vulnerabilities in its end-to-end -end encryption. Okay. WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. I'm going to be honest with you folks. If you want my personal opinion, it's, it was infiltrated the second, info, the second Facebook excuse me, bought, bought them up. Um, is it still end-to-end -end encrypted? I'm sure. But again, Facebook has a very, very large and secretive deal with the CIA and many others. And so, um, yeah, I don't, 
I think if they want your, your messages, they got it either way. I think, but it, it would totally be off the record and illegal in the eyes of the law, but they still do it anyways. Now, again, the British Home Secretary seems to be pressing for this on more of a front public end. So we have to keep that, keep that in mind, the difference between the public end and the back end of things, right? So other than that, folks, uh, we'll catch you later today for a uh, couple of members episodes, another public episode, and we'll see all of you uh, later on. Cheers.